This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. I'm back. Welcome back. It seems like forever since I've been here. Big thanks to both Sandy Max and Dayton Kane for filling in on those Sunday mornings while I was gone. And in case you're wondering, in case you're wondering, Jessica, I'm back from such a trip. I mean, I was I was everywhere. We were in Austria. We were in Italy, Sicily. We touched down a bit in, in Switzerland and in Germany. It was amazing. But it's good to be back here at WTMJ and to see your smiling face this morning. Oh, great. Well, that does sound like an amazing trip. So, yeah, but you know what? There were a lot of things that went on while I was gone. Obviously, the brewers are out, which my husband was not happy. I mean, he was getting up in the middle of the night because there was a seven-hour time dis- difference. So he was getting up in the middle of the night checking scores oh uh, on those games this past week. And uh, But the uh, Packers have been doing pretty well. I mean, That's true. Yeah, they, they didn't do so well last week, but, you know, that's okay. They're going to come back tomorrow night. Yes, they are. Yes. So, yeah. So, no, but we missed a lot, but... It is good to be back today. We've got a very, very busy show ahead. You know, Jessica, we've been talking here over the summer. We talked about the movie of the summer, the Barbie movie. But did it ever occur to you that if Barbie hadn't been, you know, very blonde, waspy, do you think they would have made a movie about her? As in if she had a different, like, style and persona? Right. Well, because we're going to hear it this morning from an entrepreneur who manufactures dolls of color. We're going to ask her okay, that question. Yeah. So we've got that. Also, I don't know if you're into decor, but I am. I, I love decorating and changing things up. Do you have any idea what color kitchen is going out of style? Oh, that's a good question. Ah, is it, it is. Like Ooh, the, gonna, maybe it's the modern, like, white. Well, chic. we're going to find know. out from Michelle Brown. Right. And no, it's not Brown. Michelle Brown from Harry. She has the answer for us a little bit later on. Also, I don't know if you use uh, those apps like Venmo those money transfers or not. I've always been a little suspicious about that. Anything that's on my phone, because I'm always afraid I'm going to lose my phone or compromise it, I don't put anything important on it. I really don't. But a lot of people do use their phones for money transfers, like Venmo and things. And is it really as safe as you've been led to believe? Well, our consumer expert from DadCap has some information for you about that. Also, Debbie Lazaga is going to be here a little bit later on. Um, she's she does a story about Wisconsin uh, Tech Month, which is really fascinating. We'll hear about that. Also, Jessica, question of the morning. Do you know who was bitten this past week? I think it was a certain German shepherd. Yeah, but, but not just them. I've got a animal bite story for you. That Yeah, it, it, it all ties in together. We're going to do that. Also, Mark Cass is going to be here from the Milwaukee Business Journal. He'll be live in the studio with us in just a little while. And, uh, oh, Jessica, you're here in the newsroom. Matt Miller's going to join us. We're going to look back at the Week in Review. We've got Isaac pushing those buttons. And in just two minutes, it's going to be Matt Sossler and sports. It's all ahead right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins with you for the next two hours. It's 43 degrees at 812 on WTMJ. It's a new star, a new coach, and a new philosophy for the Bucks, who will be on display in just a few hours for their preseason opener against the Chicago Bulls. Giannis on the fresh identity. How can we defend and make guys when they come to Milwaukee? work extremely hard for every bucket they get. And when we go on the road, we have to rely on our defense. And I feel like the way we approach in training camp and the way we approach practice uh, so far has been incredible because we are literally changing our identity. We are being a little bit more scrappier. Tip-off from Pfizer Forum is scheduled for noon. Coverage starts on WTMJ this morning at 1130. It was a happy homecoming in Madison as the Badgers took down Rutgers 24-13 behind a Ricardo Holman 95-yard pick six. Head coach Luke Fickle on the game-changing play. You know, that's not easy, obviously, going 95. Not only to make the play when, when you're in that situation, that sometimes you start thinking about running too soon, and the most important thing to do is to, you know, make the play initially and then to be able to close it out and take it the distance is exceptional. With the win, the Badgers improved to 4-1, 2-0 in the Big Ten. They host Iowa next Saturday. Kickoff is set for 3 p.m. And the Packers are just a day away from Monday Night Football against Devontae Adams and the Las Vegas Raiders. Jordan Love on his former teammate. 
He's a special player. He, he does it every day at practice. He does it every day in the game. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that, you know, we're going to have to step up and uh, handle business against him because he's a good player. However, it is unclear if the former star receiver for the green and gold will play. His status is questionable for Monday with a shoulder injury. Vegas quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is active and expected to start. As for the Packers, after being limited in practice yesterday, Aaron Jones is still listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. Christian Watson, along with offensive lineman Elton Jenkins, John Runyon, and Zach Tom are all expected to suit up. Linebacker Devondre Campbell and safety Zane Anderson have been ruled out for tomorrow's contest. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. It's 818 on WTMJ. It's going to be a little bit on the chilly side today. I mean, well, chillier than it's been. We were lucky this week with some really nice weather, but today we're going to get up to about 55 with a slight chance of some spotty showers. Then tonight it's going to clear up, but if you're inland, you're going to get down to about 34 degrees. 44 as you're closer to the lake. And then tomorrow is mostly sunny and breezy, a high of 56 currently. We are at 44 degrees at WTMJ, and joining us here in in person, live on a Sunday morning, is Mark Cass. He, of course, is editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. What are you doing here this morning? You know, I was just out riding my bike, and I thought I'd stop in and see you because I missed you. You were gone for so long. I was. I was like, where's Libby? So I got to come down and see you in person. Oh, well, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. Do you notice a tan? I did. Wow, what yeah, a tan. I could I hardly recognize you. I know. I, sitting in the sunshine Europe, in Italy. Yeah. yeah, you have that Europe kind of glow to you right I, now. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm back now. I'm I'm, I'm all, as was it Richard Nixon used to say, I'm tan, rested, and ready to go. Wow, okay. Then, then I'm a little nervous this morning. <laughs> yeah, but there's been a lot going on around town. <laughs> there's been a town. lot of news going on, no now, doubt. Now tell me, because you know I love shopping. Yes. Tell me about this new retail store that Giannis and yeah. his brother opened. It, it You were there yesterday, I guess. Yeah. Where is it? I haven't found it yet. It's actually right inside of the Trade Hotel, which Ooh. is right across from the arena. And I actually went over there yesterday. There was a long line outside, about 60, 80 people waiting in line when it opened at 1 o'clock. And you go in, and it's Giannis Brothers everywhere. It can be a shirt. It can be a sweatshirt. It can be a water bottle. It can be anything you want with their logo on it is in that store right, or maybe his number or any basically anything is there so now, it was it, go ahead. is there a specific logo yeah. for the for the well, actually, i can't ac- say at the Ante- actually for the brothers wait, wait a minute the, the Antetokounmpo Ante- brothers Kunpo brothers. brothers correct there's an actual logo for that and they all and all the materials are 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 actually made in Greece and if, if for this store is the is the first one in the United States he also has one in Athens. So this is a big thing for them. And they were all there last night. The three brothers were there last night. Huge crowds, autograph lines, and he seemed to really be enjoying it. And he, again, he just seems to love Milwaukee. He loves to be involved in Milwaukee, and there's no doubt we love him here. So it was quite a quite a scene yesterday. Do you think that's going to, in your opinion, right. does it appear then he's here for as long as a professional Well, kind of what he said that, but he's also said as long as they're good winning. And obviously, the huge trade over the past couple oh. of weeks has helped that along. So, yeah, I mean, and people forget he can get the most money here. He can get the most money in Milwaukee for the under the NBA contracts. He Why can do get you say the, that? Because of because of the, uh, of the NBA contracts allow him to get the most money currently with your team. Oh. So he could. But then again, he can want. He's got plenty of money. I don't think he's <laughs> short of money. But on the other hand, he wants to win. And you know, I think him him having the store there. Is important because it shows he's in. He wants to be in this community. He wants to be invested in this community. And anybody who wants to have anything, kind of with his name on it, is going to be wearing it all around town. Was there anything you picked up for yourself? While I you were there? didn't, you know, because I was there a little bit earlier. But I will oh. go back at some point. In my, I know my daughter was with me. You know, she was eyeing some stuff, sweatshirts, some pretty cool hats. You name it. There's pretty cool stuff there. I'm I'm surprised you don't have anything. I mean, you, I haven't you been there, go there yet. I just got, got back to go, to town. You got to go there after the show today. And say, I I might and, have to. No, we got in got. late. We got in late Friday. Okay. And yesterday was an unpacking yeah, day. Yesterday I'm, was a. I'm still a... unpacking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier with Jessica. My husband was getting up in the middle of the night to check the Brewers' scores. Wow. Not 
too happy. He really didn't have a, he needs to sleep more. He yeah, really well, that's what he I should told have him. avoided those two days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what he said is why did I do this? But, but it, I mean, AmFam Field right now, they're having a hearing this week on this proposed $600 million funding plan. Do you know what, what does it consist of? And, right. and do you think it's going to go through? Is it going to you know, get approved? Actually, the hearing was held, held, held here this past Thursday. Uh, and it looks like there's going to be some amendments to the plan. You and I talked about the plan a couple weeks ago, and and it looks like they're going to lower the amount that's necessary from the city and county. They're going to add some in terms of the representatives on the board from the city and county. And there is some talk now, something I've been talking a lot about, and that is looking at the economic development of the area kind of around the park. Those lots, those all those space spaces that are sit open a lot of times a year. They're going to look at is there an opportunity there to create some whether it's a hotel, whether it's retail, whether it's restaurants, whether it's office buildings, to create things in the lot that will create revenue for the city to help them kind of kind of help them with this project. Because you're talking about a long time here, 30 years for them to stay in town. Uh, and, you know, really, so I think you, you, everybody asked me it, whether or not it's going to get approved. I think it will. I think the momentum is there now. I think there's going to be some changes. and But I think in the end it's going to get done. And I've been saying this all along. It's going to get done in Madison. It's going to get ugly. There's going to be yelling. There's going to be screaming, but in the end, it'll get passed. It's kind of like you don't want to watch things get made, right? You don't want to watch, watch these sausages get made, <laughs> but I think in the end, it's going to pass because it's too important kind of not to. Think about if they left. Think about oh. what we had here this week, even though oh. it was very short-lived. It was pretty yeah. cool. To, it was a pretty cool time in the city this week. Everybody's excited. Everyone's out the stadium. Everyone's having fun. Other than the final scores, of course, yeah. but really was a good time and showed the economic kind of impact of that team. Yeah, it, it was just a, a tough thing that happened. Right. I think everybody was expecting them to go a little bit further. But I sure, I there's sure always was. next year, right? <laughs> you know, I've heard that many years in a row. <laughs> you know, tell us about this other story too, and I know a lot of people were were disturbed with the um, shooting that occurred at yeah. S's on the park and kind of, uh, kind of really disturbing yeah very disturbing yeah uh, they've they've reopened now they have right but what's been the impact yeah. on their business and also what are we going to see downtown because yeah. you know, there there are other rumors out there of right. other incidents not shootings right. sure. but a lot of things going on what what are people yeah. saying and what I are mean, the businesses saying you know this has been interesting there's been you know been open about a week since since it happened and every time I walk by there because our offices are right next door so I'm there I walk by every day is pretty a, a, a really nice response there's been a lot of people I actually walked by there last night nice crowd in the restaurant so I think everyone's kind of returning so which is good for Elsa's because again Elsa's didn't cause this this happened just because it just happened there. Uh, I think the impact has been, and it's you know, and I've already heard it from friends and people that live outside the city. I'm scared to come to the city. Kind of, why should I come to downtown Milwaukee? I could get shot. I could get robbed. You know, and again, I say it over and over again. I walk downtown. I live downtown. I work downtown. I rode over here, and I feel safe all the time. There's not an issue. I mean, of course, things happen. They happen everywhere. But I think it's important for these restaurants, for these retailers that everyone realizes it's an isolated incident and you have to support these, the business. I mean, cop, I mean, I mean, I mean, Elsa's and cops, think of those two names and kind of what they mean to our community and the fact that, you know, it happened there in an institution in this town. It's really sad. Do you think we're going to see a a greater police presence? I think you will. I think you have to, I think it's important for the, for the kind of this, just to see it, to kind of help that issue. But again, you know, I, I was I was walking around all over the city kind of last night and there it was safe and there were people out everywhere they were at they were over at Oktoberfest they were in the third war there a lot of people there was a lot of energy and that's what you need in a downtown and having that kind of energy helps you kind of negate some of these some of these crime issues well talking about energy northwestern mutual kicked off yeah. their construction a half a billion, billion dollar redu- yeah. redevelopment I, I can't count that high uh but when well, are they when are they going to complete this probably probably be a couple years but you know this one is important to us not only for the economic impact of that it's for the hundreds and hundreds of employees who are going to move downtown from franklin remember that there's going to be you know, 1800 or more employees who are going to move downtown mm-hmm. and again when i just talked about energy and activity at night. It's important to also have that all throughout the day, eating at the restaurants, shopping at the stores, going into, going into the parking lots, and bringing those people downtown. As we've seen over the past couple of years, we've not seen as many as much activity here because of the pandemic to bring these people to, to work in the office because that's one of the things the CEO said. He wants them in the office working. To have them in the heart of the downtown is so important. It's also, I mean, think about it. 
it is a commitment to the city, right? I mean, he could have spent that money. When I say, yeah, I mean, Northwestern Mutual could have spent that money in Franklin. They could have spent that money in Oklahoma, in Alabama. They could have spent it anywhere. Yeah, but they chose to spend it here where they are. And I think that's important for the city. And I think we'll draw others in, too. And think of how many of those employees will want to either rent or buy some of those yep. new condos. That's exactly with right. those buildings going oh, up. Oh, we got we got to fill those <laughs> up. There's a lot of apartments, as you and I have talked about. Well, finally, let's talk about the Baird Center, because the Milwaukee yeah. Business Journal got an exclusive look at that construction yeah. progress. Coming along. How, I was going to say. Have you seen it? I mean, I, mean I, I don't know if you've driven by there, but every time I drive by there, it's just amazing how that thing is coming up and kind of what was there before. And this is important to the city. Again, as we talk about economic impact, as we have throughout this conversation, Having these conventions that, that are able to, to be here, to have the have that impact, to bring in the hundreds of thousands of people is really important. And it'll be and it's on schedule to be to be completed in April of next year, to open in May, to be ready to go for the RNC kind of next July. So think about that. So it'll be ready to go. Well, we'll actually have events there. It's on budget. Also very important for us who help to pay for it. Uh, so going well, really impressive inside, large new rooms, you know, in in outer area that will overlook <clears throat> kind of as you look north northeast from the f- f- fourth floor. Just a really cool area. But the thing is, some of the things that I find very interesting are, you know, how much more space is being added inside, but also how much more space to access it in terms of the in and out for for all these conventions. It'll allow them to kind of do, do have one convention in and out on the same day. So I think it's important to our city and I I don't th- I don't think we should lose track of it. I mean it's it's just been kind of happening behind us but every time you go by there it's pretty impressive. It certainly is. Well, you're very impressive. I'm, I'm impressed pers- that you got here in person. Got here in person. Vinny Vitrano told me. Yeah, he did. I got to get you out of here by 28 cuz you've got a pickleball game. He's going to get whooped in a few minutes and he's Ooh. probably on his way in. He's a, he's probably <laughs> over there warming up. He runs laps beforehand. Does so he because, really? Well, yeah, Does you he know really? because he's got that leg he's always oh, whining about. Thing, yeah. He says yeah. he's hurt still. I think it's all mental. <laughs> and he's just trying to kind of work by me. Yeah, but he's not very good, so I'm not that worried about it. So. Well, we're going to let you get to that game. Mark Cass, <laughs> Editor-in-Chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Always oh. great to have you here. Always good to be here, Libby, and obviously welcome back. Thank you. 829, 46 degrees at WTMJ. Well, thank you for playing that one. I'm Libby Collins on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. A little bit later on this this half hour, we're going to hear from Matt Miller from OnMilwaukee.com about the uh, Culture and Community Film Festival going on this week, as well as the big Swifty movie that's going to make its debut this this coming week. Uh, speaking of things that have been going on, well, Giannis pulls out the Uno reverse card Kevin McCarthy was ousted from the speaker's seat, and the snakes drive the crew out of the postseason and so much more. It's the Week in Review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, 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 gone. Is Giannis going to extend? I don't know. And that uncertainty is what the league is watching right now. Objection! So I thought we could play around at Uno while we do this. You cool with that? Let's do it. Now the when the you gotta put the ink on the paper, oh he's about to leave. Oh. Guys, no. nope. Because money is not important. A lot of money is important. So I'm gonna sign in next year. Take that! The Uno reverse. He's Uno reverse it! Three, two, one. Groundbreaking downtown today on the Northwestern Mutual North Office Building Modernization Project. The project that we're embarking on today marks a new chapter for our company and I think for downtown Milwaukee. The resolution is adopted. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. There you have it, a historic day in the House of Representatives as Congressman Kevin McCarthy officially voted out as his role as Speaker. Using official actions to raise money. It's disgusting. Oh, boo all you want. Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House of Representatives, and he has failed to take a stand where it matters. So if he won't, I will. Matt Gates is a narcissistic, ego-driven idiot. Chair declares the House in recess, subject to the call of the chair. So I'm right up behind him with the gavel. Smash, 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 man. <laughs> Boom. Good evening, Brewers fans. It is time for playoff baseball from American Family Field. The next day. And the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And Arizona wins this series. Brewers manager Craig Council wasn't interested in announcing his plans for the future. 
Craig, is there any sort of timeline on, on your decision for your future? Do you have no, to No, that ain't for tonight, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being Brewer fans. And we'll get together again. We're kind of flying blind here because in the next couple minutes, we're going to be playing this emergency alert. There's no national emergency. There's no reason to panic. There's nothing you need to do about the alerts. It is a test. One of those, we'll joke about it until it's real and it's not funny. But for right now, it remains funny. What would be everyone's song blasting through their phone if it was their sign (laughs) that the end of the world is coming? If Brandon Snide's phone tells him it's the end of the world, he will hear this. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. It's time to go. Time to go. Wrap up the the family. Get the sports memorabilia. Grab the motorcycle. We're out of here. Yeah, yeah. Order cows. I, you know, I was hungry. I was grilling out and I ran out of hamburger, Mark. We are following some breaking news from Wednesday here. We're getting more details about a man is in custody this morning, accused of illegally bringing a handgun into the state capitol in Madison, demanding to see Governor Evers. Anytime something like this happens, obviously they reevaluate. Questions from lawmakers, local business leaders, the Brewers organization itself, and ordinary residents of Milwaukee at a public hearing held by the Assembly Committee on State Affairs at State Fair Park on Thursday. All this bill does is pick winners and losers, and without more protections, taxpayers are losing. Let's expand the Southeastern Wisconsin Baseball Park District to all 72 counties in Wisconsin. This money can go for so much more. We do need the brewers here, but make them pay their fair share. Overnight, a police chase through Milwaukee leads to an exchange of gunfire between suspects and police. Two squad cars were struck, but no officers were hit. Police did shoot back, but did not strike anyone. Area organizer pushing back against a Republican bill package that would ban any form of public nudity in Wisconsin comes after photographs circulated earlier this year of a child who attended Madison's annual naked bike ride. It's just not a bunch of people riding their bikes naked through town parading a child. That's not what this is about. It's also a concern for those parents that would take their children there that that could potentially be illegal. Capigo's response? If they've got to buy a hundred strips of cloth to cover their butt crack, I'm okay with that. Can we say that? Just did what a week. (laughs) Butt crack. Ah! Take care and goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. It is 841. We're up to 47 degrees at WTMJ. Coming up in just a couple minutes. Is it safe to send money through your phone? We'll find out from a consumer expert. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It's a little cloudy overnight, uh, but you know what? The good news on that is it kept us from getting frost last night. Now, it's going to be mostly cloudy today. We do have a chance of some spotty showers with a high of 55 degrees. Then tonight, that sky's going to clear up. We're going to have some patchy frosty because the no clouds. That's why we're going to get frost. Uh, about 40 degrees as you're in the city, 34 inland for a low. Tomorrow looks mostly sunny and breezy. We'll get up to 56 degrees. Tuesday, we're partly cloudy with a high of 57. Wednesday, yes, we get back to 60. But those clouds start rolling in because we've got a chance of some showers later in the day. Then Thursday, another chance of rain and It'll be mostly cloudy with a high of 58. Looking around uh, Wisconsin on this Sunday morning, Sheboygan right now is 43 degrees. We've got 42 in Delafield. Richfield's at 41, and we have 47 degrees at 844 on WTMJ. I have been a little bit hesitant to link my credit card anytime it comes up on one of those apps when I'm purchasing something. And uh, joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Michelle Reinen from DATCAP, our consumer expert. And it's not always a good idea to share that information, is it, Michelle? No, absolutely not. I mean, these apps can make it easy to send money to friends or family, But what happens when a scammer's on the other end and you just get caught up in a phone scam or something and once you make a payment through a payment app and link your debit card, credit card, or bank account, it starts to act like cash during that transaction. And so it's very hard to get that money back or reverse that charge if you proceeded down that path. So we wanna make sure consumers have full awareness that these payment apps, while very convenient, you know, when you're at a restaurant with friends, 
can present problems when a scammer is introduced into the situation. And what are some of the specific problems that you've seen at DadCap? Well, some of the things that we've seen is that the scammer may pretend to be a loved one who's in trouble and needs money. Maybe you've been told that you've won a prize or sweepstakes, but you need to pay the fees in order to collect that prize. So scams we've talked about in the past, but what they do is say, okay, just transfer me the money. And they give you step-by-step instructions on how to go about transferring that money from that payment app. And you've linked that credit card, or maybe you've linked your debit card or bank account to that app. And so that money's going to be gone just like cash. It's not reversible through that app. Well, you know, the interesting thing is we all have social media accounts and you see these ads that constantly come up and it looks like a great offer. And the temptation to click and give your credit card information is sometimes overwhelming. Yeah. And if you've linked and go through one of these cash app situations, you're not going to have the same protections that you have if you give a credit card. So there's no really changing your mind in those social media situations or those great online ads. So really take your time, think things through, and don't just be an immediate reactor to situations. And before you click, if you have a question, you can reach out on the Wisconsin Consumer Protection Hotline. Yes, 1-800-422-7128. It's 847, 47 degrees at WTMJ. Coming up next, it's Matt Miller. Is he a Swifty? We'll find out. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. The Bucks open preseason today against the Chicago Bulls with a new defensive perspective. And while all the attention is on Giannis and Dame, head coach Adrian Griffin on how the bigs will make a difference. And what Brooke and uh, Bobby size, you know, they'll be great. You know, Brooke probably has more size than Bobby, but, you know, he, he can uh, still protect the rim, verticals, verticalities at the rim. I think the biggest thing is just, uh, you know, pressuring the ball. Uh, we we want to pressure the ball one through five, and that's a little different uh, for Brooke, who, who's kind of been the quarterback, you know, in the paint. Tip-off from Pfizer Forum is scheduled for noon. Coverage on WTMJ starts this morning at 1130. The Badgers entered homecoming receiving votes in the AP Top 25, and they improved on their resume with a 24-13 win over Rutgers. Wisconsin outscored the Scarlet Knights 17-0 in the first half. Head coach Luke Fickle on the strong opening two quarters. Came out the first half, played I thought played really well. Uh, defensively played exceptional. Um, you know, and obviously the pick six right there before half I think is the difference in the ballgame. The Badgers are the lone team in the Big Ten West without a conference loss. They remain at Camp Randall next Saturday against Iowa. Kickoff is set for 3 p.m. After losing left tackle David Bakhtiari for the season, the Packers are dealing with some shuffling on the offensive line. Quarterback Jordan Love on the moving pieces. It is challenging. Um, just trying to get those reps in, get that, you know, same for the O-line, you know, hearing my cadence, they probably haven't been hearing it for um, the reps they've been getting in practice, but just getting back into that, that mode and, um, you know, just building that rhythm together. And good news for Green Bay, offensive lineman Elton Jenkins, John Runyon, and Zach Tom are all expected to play tomorrow in Las Vegas. Running back Aaron Jones is still listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. Defensively, linebacker Devondre Campbell and safety Zane Anderson have been ruled out for tomorrow's game. Kickoff in Las Vegas is scheduled for tomorrow night at 7.15. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right, Matt Miller. He's just around the corner right here on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Oh, what does that mean? It's time to check in on our Tri-County on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline with media critic and also a pop culture editor from onmilwaukee.com. It is Matt Miller. There she is. Taylor Swift. I know you were dancing along to this one, Matt. Are you a Swifty? I wouldn't call myself the Swifty, but I'm Swift positive, I would say. <laughs> Swift. Positive. That's that's a term I have not heard before. But now this is a big week for anybody who's a Swifty because if they didn't get those tickets to her concert, they're going to have a chance to they're going to have a chance to see what they missed on the big screen. Yeah, so uh, she is releasing her concert movie on Friday, the Eras Tour movie. 
And it's it's kind of turned into a real cinematic event up on there with Barbie and Oppenheimer and all the big movies that have come out this year. Pre-sales have already surpassed $100 million. So we are looking at a $100 million opening weekend for the Taylor Swift concert movie. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it, I mean, box office has been kind of low for the last few months between the strike not really allowing much in terms of promo and just not a lot of big movies. This is normally the time of year where there's just not a lot of big stuff coming out. This is kind of the shot in the arm that the box office kinds of, kind of needs. And if you are somebody like me who didn't want to, you know, fork over a thousand dollars and a kidney to get into the Taylor Swift show, you know, it, this is kind of the best chance to experience this, you know, big monumental tour that just took over the country for the past year. It should be fun, and I mean, I, I do I want to warn people. I know the Swifties have been calling theaters to ask, you know, are we allowed to sing along? Are we allowed to, like, scream and act like this is a concert? And it seems like theaters are going to allow that kind of stuff. So I would prepare yourself for this to be more of a concert experience than a politely sitting in the quiet, in the dark uh, kind of movie experience. Well, historically, concert films have not done that well. You think this is going to break that, uh, break that uh, uh, culture? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the biggest concert film that was ever released. Obviously, there have been a lot of musician films that have done well. Obviously, Hard Day's Night, the classic one. There was a brief moment with 3D where 3D concert movies were kind of a thing. There was the U2 concert movie. There was uh, the Glee concert movie, Jonas Brothers. Well, let's not forget movie. the Spice Girls. Can't forget Spice World, obviously, <laughs> as much as I try. Um, but yeah, so it, this is, I think this is easily probably going to be maybe one of the top concert movies. There used to be comedy stand-up concert, obviously Eddie Murphy Raw back in the day. Richard Pryor had those classic uh, stand-up special movies. But yeah, this feels like it's going to be kind of a, a history-making one. And, you know, Beyonce has one coming up soon, too. And this is, this is kind of the future, a little bit of movie theaters, where, yes, obviously you will have movies in theaters, you know, your traditional, you know, dramas, action movies, things like that. But it's also trying to become a place where people watch special events and watch things like concerts, like UFC fights. This is how they are trying to make themselves uh, utilized in a way that goes beyond just movies, uh, since obviously we watch movies a little differently now, especially after the pandemic. Well, I'm, I'm also thinking, in case you didn't want to blow you know, several thousand dollars on your seven and eight-year-old daughter who wanted to go see the movie, you can still take her, let her have a good time, and say, oh, exactly. look what I did for you. You know, you, you get some points as a mom or a grandma. I mean, there is a lot of talk out there about how expensive concerts are oh. these days, especially for the biggest names out there. And if this becomes kind of a way for people to get in, without having, like you said, to fork over, you know, an entire five semesters worth of future college payments, <laughs> you know, I think this might be a way to kind of make that happen. Yeah, you're right. Well, let's talk locally, because the Culture and Community Festival uh, brought to you by Milwaukee Film is going on right now. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, this is a kind of cool thing. I think when people think of Milwaukee Film and festivals, they think of the Milwaukee Film Festival. And this kind of goes beyond that. This is They've got great movies showing throughout the festival, but they also have a bunch of live events going on. They have discussions about topics of, you know, music and culture and all these awesome ideas. Uh, they have live performances. Their closing night performance on the 12th is going to have a performance from a band called Gangsta Grass, Who? which as you exactly. Can you spell that? Uh, I'm, it's kind of a long word, so I'm not going to spell it on air. But it is a uh, it is a rap slash bluegrass group that tries to meld, you know, these genres together. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait! Did you just say it's a rap bluegrass group? Yeah, that classic combination of of bluegrass and hip hop. Who the yeah. funk? I where know, are they from? Where the, are they from? The the hood and the, the hood and the Appalachians. I mean, I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to visualize this. They're from Brooklyn, and actually, so they're going to be doing the closing night performance on October 12th. But then the day before, they're actually going to be doing a talk about you know 
kind of segregation in music and talking about how marketing kind of divided up music into genres over the years. Um, so kind of cool stuff like that. If you watch Abbott Elementary, Principal Ava, Janelle James is going to be in town tonight doing a stand-up show of comedy at the Paps Theater. And this is all a part of this Cultures and Communities Festival. It's really cool. If you, if you like anything, period, there's something there. Plus, like I said, really good movies. There's one called Fancy Dance uh, about the, the Native American experience starring Lily Gladstone, who's going to be blowing up in the new Martin Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, coming out not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, so yeah, just a bunch of really cool stuff, both on screen and off. And I, I hope people give it a shot and give it a chance, uh, whether they're seeing a movie or seeing a, a music performance or seeing a, a, a discussion. Uh, it, it's really cool. It runs through Thursday. Sounds fascinating. All right. Finally, Matt, the time has come for the great British baking show to come back. Yes. Yes, we are two episodes in on a fresh season of the Great Great British Baking Show. And I will say, last season was very disappointing, I think, for a lot of people. And two episodes in, I think this season is off to a really good start. I like the new host a lot. She brings a lot of fun energy to the show. Um, and I also, the most important thing, I think the bakers are really good. Last season wasn't really kind of a middle class of bakers. There were bakers who weren't great, and there were the bakers who were obviously going to be in the finale. So there wasn't a lot of drama on the show. There wasn't a lot of sense of like, oh, <laughs> what might happen All I next? know is I've, I've watched the show. I don't see any drama in that. But, you know. I, no. It's, I, I it's, say, it's, a, it's a bunch of nice people. You know, The Wire or Game of Thrones here. <laughs> but you do want a sense of like, ooh, who might get eliminated today? Who and might make the real- worst trifle? Exactly. And that was, that last season, there wasn't that much drama about that. Whereas this year, there's I feel like the talent level has gone much higher. Oh, okay. so that's good. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad to know that you're enjoying yourself. I, on the other hand, might go to see the Swifty movie this week. Uh, Matt Miller, it's always great to hear from you. And of course, you can follow him at onmilwaukee.com. Have a good one, Matt. You as well. Coming up after the news, you know, we heard that dog barking in the background with with uh, Matt. Ooh, somebody got bit this week. I'll tell you about it. It's all out on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. And welcome back to our two busy, busy time ahead. A little bit later on, we're going to tell you what color is out for your kitchen remodel. Uh, and uh, But before we do it, get Jessica... Here in the newsroom, you know, I mentioned last hour we were talking with Marcas. I was on vacation for a couple weeks. Italy, Austria, Germany, just fabulous. But one of the high points, Jess, of my, um, my trip abroad was walking the streets of Rome. Just you know, kind of hanging out, doing a walking tour, seeing you know, the Trevi Fountain, the Forum. Oh, that sounds the, great. The Colosseum. I mean, it, it really is. Yeah, my sister got to go there for uh, uh, her orchestra trip in high school. Oh, but the culture there and, and just the, the antiquity. It, it, it was amazing. Of course, Vatican City, that's a whole discussion in itself. But when one of these days I was just walking down the street, and of course it was warm there. It was in the 80s, so I had a sleeveless top on. And I kind of missed my dog. And I'm a dog horse person. Those are my animals. Cats I'm really allergic to, but dogs and horses. And here's one of the the horses, um, you know, that pull the carriages through the streets of Rome. And the man I was, uh, you know, walking tour with, he kind of reached over and pet the horses, you know, just, you know, how you kind of right there by their nose, just sort of, and, and, and so as he did it, I reached over and I did it. And as I passed the horse, all of a sudden, the back of my arm, chomp. I, oh I, I, I yelled. I went, ah! And and I saw the because he was just parked there. The the guy who uh, had the horse. He sort of jumped up and looked around. And I didn't want. I didn't want to you know say anything about the horse because it wasn't the horse's fault. I guess he was expecting me to give him an apple, and I oh, didn't. Okay. And he, he said, <laughs> "Wait a minute, lady." And uh, so I I didn't say anything. I just kept walking. But I, I I'll tell you right now, it still it still is a little sore. They, he didn't he he didn't break skin. Okay, it was just okay. just a little nip from a horse. So I, when I got back, I saw this um, thing in in the White House where commander, commander. This is German Shepherd number two, 
for President Biden, um, has been sent away to the farm again. They, they, they had the one dog. He got sent away. The second one, because he, he bit the 50, it, it, this guy's been groundskeeper, head groundskeeper at the White House for over 50 years, um, Dale Haney, and, and he bit him. And I've got a picture. You saw it. You saw it, Jessica. Yes, I saw you the picture. You saw the picture with the German Shepherd. And I, yeah, I love German Shepherds. They're one of my favorite dogs. He's, he's got a hold of this poor, go, poor old guy's arm. I mean, he's really got him. And it wasn't just the first time he did it. Because there were at least 10 oh, right. yeah. incidents where Secret Service around the White House were bitten. One, one of whom ended up having to get medical attention. And supposedly some of the staff members, they're a little, they're a little secretive about who, but, but commander, commander's been chomping on a lot of people. And I, you know, I just have to wonder because now it's been two dogs, not one, not two. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I once had a dog that had a tendency to be a little bit of a nipper that, that wasn't good. And, you know, we, we spent years trying to break her of it and did the best we could. But, you know, once a dog is, in that state of mind, it's hard to break them. But I'm just kind of wondering, two dogs, because I don't blame it because it's a German Shepherd. Right. I, 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 My sister rescued German Shepherds. Yeah, yeah, there they are. Yeah, thank you. Rescued German Shepherd. Never had a problem with either of those, any of those dogs biting anyone. So I don't blame the breed. You kind of have to look at the owner. Maybe some more more training in the puppy stage is uh, warranted I, well, here. I, I mean, the way we heard it, because after they sent the first one to the farm, uh, the second one they had they they made a big deal out. Well, this won't happen again because, of course, this dog is going to have this kind of training, that kind of training, and yet here we are, Commander Dog Number Two. You know, you just have to wonder because this this guy, by the way, this Dale Haney, who groundskeeper for fifty years. He has been walking president's dogs going back to President Nixon. Oh, wow. So he, he walked Nixon's dog. Was it King Takahoe or something like that? I can't remember. Maybe somebody can text me and tell me who that was. Uh, that one, obviously, Buddy, the Clinton's dog. He was walking that one. He had those, those little Scotties that the Bushes had. Remember, the, they were adorable. A lot of presidents have had dogs, but we've never heard of these kinds of attacks on people until the Bidens got to the White House. Yeah, I, I think these German Shepherds, they're, they're going to need some more training. That's yeah, what yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> just a little bit of training. Just a li- but you saw, you saw the picture. Yes. That, that doesn't look like that was a playful little... No, it looked a little more than playful. <laughs> yeah. Play with that dog, you're going to be in trouble. All right, Jessica, thank you. You'll be back with us in just a few more, uh, maybe about 20 minutes or so. We've got a busy show uh, still ahead this hour. We're going to be talking, of course, uh, with a representative from Nary. What's the outgoing color of your kitchen? Um, before you pick a new color, maybe you'll want to hear what she has to say. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News, 914, just a couple minutes away from Matt Sousler and Sports right here on WTMJ. It's a new star, a new coach, and a new philosophy for the Bucks, who will be on display in just a few hours for their preseason opener against the Chicago Bulls. Giannis on the fresh identity. How can we defend and make guys, when they come to Milwaukee, work extremely hard for every bucket they get? And when we go on the road, we have to rely on our defense. And I feel like the way we approach in training camp and the way we approach practice uh, so far has been incredible because we are literally changing our identity. We are being a little bit more scrappier. Tip-off from Pfizer Form is scheduled for noon. Coverage starts on WTMJ this morning at 11.30. It was a happy homecoming in Madison as the Badgers took down Rutgers 24-13 behind a Ricardo Holman 95-yard pick six. Head coach Luke Fickle on the game-changing play. You know, that's not easy, obviously, going 95. Not only to make the play when, when you're in that situation, that sometimes you start thinking about running too soon, and the most important thing to do is to, you know, make the play initially, and then to be able to close it out and take it the distance is exceptional. With the win, the Badgers improved to 4-1, 2-0 in the Big Ten. They host Iowa next Saturday. Kickoff is set for 3 p.m.
And the Packers are just a day away from Monday Night Football against Devontae Adams and the Las Vegas Raiders. Jordan Love on his former teammate. He's a special player. He, he does it every day at practice. He does it every day in the game. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that, you know, we're going to have to step up and uh, handle business against him because he's a good player. However, it is unclear if the former star receiver for the green and gold will play. His status is questionable for Monday with a shoulder injury. Vegas quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is active and expected to start. As for the Packers, after being limited in practice yesterday, Aaron Jones is still listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. Christian Watson, along with offensive lineman Elton Jenkins, John Runyon, and Zach Tom are all expected to suit up. Linebacker Devondre Campbell and safety Zane Anderson have been ruled out for tomorrow's contest. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. It is 918. We're up to 48 degrees at WTMJ. Coming up, what's the best color to design your kitchen? Is it the same as it was maybe a year or two ago? We're going to find out. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. It's 921, 47 degrees at WTMJ. We're going to get up to the mid-50s today. A little bit chilly overnight back into the 40s and even the 30s as you go further inland. Uh, joining us is Michelle Brown on our Tri-County on our tri County Contracting Hotline. She's from Nary. The Big Nary Fall Remodeling Show takes place next weekend at the State Fair. And Michelle, I, I got to ask you this because I know a lot of people with the interest rates going up, rather than um, moving, they're redoing their kitchens, their baths, and some of those areas. But I am a little surprised to see that one color is kind of going out as far as what people are putting into their kitchen. You want to give us that 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 info as far as what color not to design? Well, Libby, we are seeing those white kitchens starting to fade away. That doesn't mean that they're not the, the classic. You can still update your white kitchen if it's starting to feel a little dated. Uh, replacing countertops, backslash, the hardware. You can do an accent color, add some artwork or rugs and other on-trend decorative items to spice up that white kitchen. But yes, white is fading into the distance. Oh, you know, and, I, and I'm really sad to see it because white goes with everything. Uh, but, but you're saying here, and a, a lot of the contractors, a lot of the designers uh, that you'll meet at the Nary Show this weekend are saying that bold colors are coming in. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say bold, what, what sort of shades are we looking at? We are starting to see even the bold colors shifting this year. So they are they are starting to resonate the colors that you would see boldly in nature. So think about those deep, dark greens, the dark blues like the night sky, and also some warm neutrals and blush pinks are making um, a trend this year, too. But a lot of those bold, deep, dark colors blush, in nature. Blush pink in a kitchen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that, that, I, I can't even imagine. I can, a bathroom, maybe, yeah. but in a kitchen? Yes. But wow. Cabinets. Cabinets, blush pinks. That, mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Although, I guess that would be kind of pretty with a gray, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. It would be beautiful. You know, as long as they don't go back to avocado green and, <laughs> and, and that horrible golden rust, I, I think I'm okay with colors. What are some oh. of the other trends that you're seeing that we'll hear about this weekend? Yeah, so again, it's it's still about maximizing space. A lot more people are starting to take those remote job positions. So how do we maximize the space that we currently have? And if you can do it, add an addition to your home. And what sort of rooms are they adding on? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of those reading type spaces that function as an additional office space expanding the living room out to perhaps move another workspace into the area they already had in their home. So just creating those more flexible workspaces. Are we seeing more outdoor kitchens too? Because I mean, for a while, especially uh, during the, the pandemic, everybody wanted those outdoor spaces. Is that still a trend or are they moving more indoors now? That is still a trend Interest rates are high, and we are staying in our homes if we have that great low interest rate. So investing in our homes in those beautiful outdoor kitchens with the gas 
stoves out there and the refrigerators for your beverages and beautiful paved spaces, pergolas. It is it is all still on trend. Now, you've got a lot of people coming in for the show on Friday, Saturday and Sunday at State Fair. What are some of the presentations that you'll have? So this year, we are focusing more on educational displays at the show. We're going to be showing some creative ways to utilize that space under your stairs. I don't know about you, Libby, but right now we just have building materials under ours. So I hope to be inspired, too, by seeing some organizational spaces. We've seen people build little houses for their pets with TVs and sofas for them to relax on. Why would your pet need a television? (laughs) I don't know. I get to watch the birds, perhaps, in the winter. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just giving my dog a window. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I, you know, you're right about that under the stairway. That is that space you can use, and it's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of opportunity for yeah. that under storage space. People are building office spaces under their stairs. Oh, a little nick, a little nook for the kids to mm-hmm. go and do their homework, even under the stairwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I can kind of get into that. All right, now, if anybody is interested in attending this fall's home remodeling show presented by Nary, let's give all the specifics: where it's going to be, how you can get tickets, and uh, what else we can see when we're there. Mm-hmm. So, if you go to NaryMilwaukee.org, back slash show or just to the main page you'll see where you can get tickets all the attractions the exhibitor list is on there it's going to be held at the wisconsin expo center at state fair park uh, this friday through sunday and it starts at noon on friday and then 10 on saturday and sunday i know you've attended a lot of nary shows for the years michelle what is your favorite part of it what what do you enjoy most when you when you attend yeah, it's, it's the connections with people. It's something you will never find online. Someone might have a gorgeous website, and then you meet them in person, and, and they're not your cup of tea. And that's okay. Not everyone is our cup of tea, right? But we're going to find that person there at the show that we are comfortable with to let in our homes and feel comfortable in creating a beautiful space for us that works. Oh, I, yeah, I, th- I think that's very astute that, yes, if you're having somebody who's going to spend time in your home and help you make the space you're comfortable with, you got to have a connection. you got to click. And you can only find out about that when you meet them in person. And you can do it on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's the Nary Show at the Expo Center at State Fair. And Michelle Brown, Executive Director of Nary, always great to have you here. Thank you, Libby. Have a great day. It's 48 degrees at 928 on WTMJ. With this summer's blockbuster Barbie movie, a lot of people are talking about dolls. Joining us is Dee Dee Wright Ward. She is the founder of Purpose Toys, and she's got some strong opinions about dolls. Gotta ask you, Dee Dee. What kind of dolls did you play with when you were growing up? <laughs> That's a very good question. I don't know if my advisor would allow me to say, but um, let's just say I played with a lot of the traditional dolls that were pervasive across playrooms across America. One of the reasons you started a toy company, you wanted to give little girls a doll that represented them. You didn't have that growing up, did you? To a degree, I did not. There's representation that we've grown to expect in toys that's widely centered around skin tones and facial features. We took it a step further at Purpose Toys. Through our brand, Naturalistas, we took it a step further and decided to celebrate the nuances of black hair, the differences, and to sort of, you know, kind of let the world in on what we've known the entire time is we all don't have the same hair. No, Well, and not only that, but I know my friends who happen to be African-American are obsessed with their hair and yes. how it's got to be. <laughs> and it's like, don't touch my hair. Did you take that into consideration when you developed the Naturalista brand? Well, to a degree, you know, with the Naturalistas, we encourage people to touch their hair, touch their hair, learn about their hair, celebrate their hair, just maybe not on real life Naturalistas, but certainly on our toys. (laughs) So how does the hair differ with the dolls that you have created? Well, you know, we start with a typing system that is widely used and referenced across not only the African-American community, but the Black diaspora, 
including the Caribbean and Africa and South America. With that typing system, you have about, can narrow it down to four hair types. One being on the straighter side, four being on the coilier side, and three and two sort of being in the middle, which one would identify as curly. So we just wanted to talk about the nuances of that, but not just hair type and texture. It's an entire culture that surrounds natural hair. There are tools that are specific to natural hair. There's lingo that is specific to natural hair. It's an experience. Can this hair be styled? Oh my gosh, many, 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 many ways. The hair can be styled and washed and braided and bantooed and twisted. I mean, you name it, our hair stands up. What about style? Little girls and little boys, I guess, like to dress up their dolls. Are there particular Mm -hmm. outfits that are specific to the culture? Yeah, that's actually an excellent question. So we have something called fashion packs, which are just these cute little outfits that we provide and offer in addition to the dolls. What we've done differently in the marketplace is our fashion packs are culturally specific. One of our most popular is called Wash Day. And in the natural hair community, Wash Day really is an entire day because many of us have such dense hair. It takes about a full day to dry. And why that's important is, you know, in the natural hair community, Heat and heat manipulation is highly, highly, highly discouraged. Why is representing aspects like the natural hair, authentic facial features, cultural identity, why is that important to children? Speaking only for the toy industry, there is a trend of sort of ambiguous multiculturalism. And what that looks like a lot of times is then, you know, a single doll line, you'll have a doll that presents as white, a doll that presents as black, a doll that's just kind of ambiguously brown with a sort of neutral name, and then a doll that presents as Asian. That only provides a visual representation of a community, but it doesn't really delve into culture and things that are warm and familiar to us. At Purpose Toys, we took it a step further. Do you see Purpose Toys, dolls representing cultures outside of what's traditional? Is that a growing market, not just in the United States, but worldwide? Absolutely. That's a very good question. So we just obtained distribution in Canada. And how this did from the U.S. is those buyers and those retail friends of ours are looking for products that represent people who identify as Aboriginal or Indigenous, as well as people who identify as South Asian. So the demographic definitely changes region to region, but the one remaining factor region to region that seems to stay the same is there is underrepresentation of children on shelves. So, you know, hopefully we can do our part to change that. Didi, we started this segment, I talked about the Barbie movie, which I guess everybody has seen it except for me. But anyway... Do you think if the original Barbie had been a doll of color, would they have made a movie about her? You know, I, I think I don't know that that answer. I'm sorry that 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 question could be answered. I mean, it's anyone's guess. I, I can say that there is enough of a demand at this point. For a character that looks like, you know, perhaps Dana from Naturalistas or Lola from Latinistas to warrant content. Where can we learn more about Dana and Lola and the other dolls? We're available across all socials and we're in all the major stores, so we're pretty easy to find. And it is 941 on WTMJ, 49 degrees. We'll have your forecast right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Well, it was a little cloudy overnight. Uh, It's going to continue throughout the day. We have a chance of some spotty showers, but uh, overall not too bad. With a high of 55 degrees. And tonight, the sky's going to clear up. We're going to get some frost, at least further inland. Uh, That temperature near the lake, about 40 degrees. But inland, it's going to get down to about 34, maybe even a little cooler. Then tomorrow looks mostly sunny and breezy, a high of 56 degrees. On Tuesday, it's partly cloudy. Um, We've also got... uh, a high of 57, and by Wednesday, we're going to be back up to 60 degrees with another chance of rain that's going to follow into Thursday with a high of 58. Those temperatures as you're waking up around Wisconsin on this Sunday morning in Cedarburg, it's 45 degrees. Oak Creek has 46. Elm Grove, you're at 45, and we have 49 degrees at WTMJ at 944. And coming up in just a couple of minutes, it's Matt Sossler and Sports right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Bucks open preseason today against the Chicago Bulls with a new defensive perspective. And while all the attention is on Giannis and Dame, 
head coach Adrian Griffin on how the bigs will make a difference. And with Brooke and uh, Bobby's size, you know, they'll be great. You know, Brooke probably has more size than Bobby, but, you know, he, he can uh, still protect the rim, verticals, verticalities at the rim. I think the biggest thing is just, uh, you know, pressuring the ball. Uh, we we want to pressure the ball one through five, and that's a little different uh, for Brooke, who, who's kind of been the quarterback, you know, in the paint. Tip-off from Pfizer Forum is scheduled for noon. Coverage on WTMJ starts this morning at 11.30. The Badgers entered homecoming receiving votes in the AP Top 25, and they improved on their resume with a 24-13 win over Rutgers. Wisconsin outscored the Scarlet Knights 17 to nothing in the first half. Head coach Luke Fickle on the strong opening two quarters. Came out the first half, played I thought played really well. Uh, defensively played exceptional. Um, you know, and obviously the pick six right there before half, I think, is the difference in the ballgame. The Badgers are the lone team in the Big Ten West without a conference loss. They remain at Camp Randall next Saturday against Iowa. Kickoff is set for 3 p.m. After losing left tackle David Bakhtiari for the season, the Packers are dealing with some shuffling on the offensive line. Quarterback Jordan Love on the moving pieces. It is challenging. Um, just trying to get those reps in, get that, you know, same for the O-line, you know, hearing my cadence, they probably haven't been hearing it for um, the reps they've been getting at practice. But just getting back into that, that mode and, um, you know, just building that rhythm together. And good news for Green Bay. Offensive lineman Elton Jenkins, John Runyon, and Zach Tom are all expected to play tomorrow in Las Vegas. Running back Aaron Jones is still listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. Defensively, linebacker Devondre Campbell and safety Zane Anderson have been ruled out for tomorrow's game. Kickoff in Las Vegas is scheduled for tomorrow night at 7.15. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports. Thanks a lot, Matt. You're doing a good job today. Uh, 947, 49 degrees. Debbie Lazica, she's got a story about Wisconsin Tech Month. We're going to find out about that in just a couple minutes. It's all ahead of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. That's good. Techie music, isn't it, Isaac? Well, it is Wisconsin Tech Month, and it's a month-long celebration of the tech industry in Wisconsin, and it's taken place since 2021. Debbie Lazaga takes a closer look at what the month of October has to offer. Throughout the month of October, Milwaukee hosts Wisconsin Tech Month, highlighting not only technology, but technology seen through the lens of minority groups like African American and Latin communities. The Milky Way Tech Hub and Latinos in Tech are spearheading this event. CEO of the Milky Way Tech Hub, Nadia Johnson, says technology, by definition, is a tool. But more specifically... Typically, when we think of the tech space, we're thinking about things that run on code and software um, and artificial intelligence and, and data science. It is the largest tech initiative here in the Midwest. So we are on our third year. It was launched in partnership with Governor Evers to support and drive Milky Way Tech Hub's mission of leveraging technology, not just for technology's sake, but for, again, the betterment of the lives of residents here in the city of Milwaukee, but now statewide. So this event allows everyone to take a deeper dive into innovations and concepts that they may not have been exposed to otherwise. It's one thing if we have great programming. It's another thing if we are able to get the residents of Wisconsin to plug in. In order for that to happen, we have to make sure that we drive awareness and accessibility. And so that's really the purpose of Wisconsin Tech Month. And so we have about 80 plus events now throughout the entire month. It seems like a lot, but really there's so much under this huge umbrella of technology. The offerings range anywhere between workshops, panels, interactive hackathons that center all things technology from AI, data science, virtual reality, augmented reality, crypto space. And the idea is to create these activations throughout the entire month of October to drive awareness and accessibility to all the different resources that exist here in the state. Resources to which certain segments of our community may not normally have access. The reality is that the tech space is still very much a white male dominated space. And it's the reason why I formed my company, Milky Way Tech Hub, to increase representation. And so the phrase, I'm sure you've heard it before, representation matters. So who leads matters. And because we have always focused on centering Latina, Black, First Nation populations, 
now that we are at the helm of this large initiative, naturally our community is plugged in and engaged and feel very much included. That representation isn't just about giving all a voice. It's also about widening the scope and opportunity for every segment of our community. Think of all the innovations that can come from this in the future, just by exposing that many more people to technology. The thing that I love so much about technology is that it's becoming increasingly democratized. And what I mean by that is that it's becoming easier and easier to get into the hands of the everyday person. And you don't necessarily have to go and get a four-year degree in order to be very successful in the field of technology. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. Thanks a lot, Debbie. You always do such a good job on these features. I really appreciate hearing all that about Wisconsin Tech Month. Something to celebrate. You know, something else that occurred yesterday was John McCure was part of the flight of champions for those individuals who have served our country. 200-plus Milwaukee veterans back here at Mitchell International Airport after being celebrated on a day in Washington, D.C. I hung out with a husband and wife couple, Vietnam veterans, together more than 50 years. He didn't want to go to Washington, D.C. She convinced him. He says it was a life-transforming day. At Milwaukee International Airport in Milwaukee, on the flight of champions sponsored by the Brewers, Packers, and Bucks on three separate airplanes, John Merkier. WTMJ News. You know, what an amazing sight it is. I have had the opportunity uh, not to go on one of the op- uh, one of the honor flights, but to be at the airport when these brave men and women have returned. And you can just see how emotional it is for them uh, being celebrated, particularly those who, who, who served in Vietnam, which, you know, it was such a sad time for our country that instead of welcoming the veterans home they were ridiculed and and it's about time that we make up for that with them so yeah john thank you so much for for being part of that and also a, a salute to to the bucks and the brewers and the packers that they sponsored that flight of champions what a great event here in southwestern or southeastern wisconsin well overnight you know we had uh, some chilly weather but because of the clouds we didn't get frost but guess what we're going to get that tonight. We've got uh, a little bit a little bit cloudy today. We've got a sp- chance of some spotty showers and a high of 55 degrees. But tonight, that's where it's going to get cold because those clouds are going to be clearing out, and that means frost. That's right. Uh, 40 near the lake, but as you go further inland, that's where you're very likely going to see a chance of some frost as we get down to about 34 degrees. We haven't had those temperatures in quite a while, have we? And I don't know if I'm ready for it because, boy, yesterday was really kind of chilly, wasn't it? Then tomorrow looks partly sunny and breezy with a high of 56 degrees. On Tuesday, we've got some clouds coming in, 57 for a high. Wednesday looks like we've got some increasing clouds with a chance of some afternoon showers and a high of 60 degrees. Then on Thursday, the rain comes back. It's going to be cloudy, a high of 58, no doubt about it. Fall is definitely here, and we've got uh, those temperatures still a little bit chilly this morning. 47 in Port Washington. Um, in Erin, we've got 45 degrees. Franklin's at 46. We are up to 49 degrees at WTMJ. It's 956. Well, coming up after the news, you know, we had that jobs report this week. And what does that mean for mortgage rates? Well, I know Brian and David Wickard are going to be talking about it. They're going to tell you what that means for you if you are looking for a mortgage, especially if you're looking for it at a decent rate. And uh, also, you know, our home's going to get a little bit more affordable. Well, they'll tell you. It's all on the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show. Then we've got uh, Experience Wisconsin coming up at uh, 11 o'clock. And at 11.30, our Bucks coverage will begin. That's all ahead right here on WTMJ. I'm Libby Collins. Thanks again uh, to Sandy Max and Dayton Kane for filling in for me while I was gone. I promise you I'm not going to leave again. I'll be here for the foreseeable future. Uh, Have a great day, everybody. And like I said, stick around after the news. It's the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian and David Wickert right here on WTMJ.